The Last Joy Ride, Part 15, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Joy was silent as we walked to the Jeep. She was deep in thought as usual, and even from the short time I had known her, talking to her when she was in that state was pointless. She drove. As she merged onto the interstate, my stomach let out a growl that competed with the stereo. She looked at me and laughed. Look, your joy rides have my eating schedule royally messed up. I'm starving. Oh, she said, coming back to our reality. You haven't eaten anything. Oh my goodness, can we stop somewhere closer to home? She pleaded sympathetically. Of course. I'm feeling tacos. Aloha, tacos. Takaria Tsunami, she smiled. Damn skippy. Asian pear sangrias, too. You're on, Nick. I'm down for that. I figured then it was as good as any to ask her about parking the trailer behind the building. She was, after all, a captive audience behind the wheel. But I was curious about Davenwood first. You think you're going to have trouble getting that kind of loot out of this palooka? She shook her head. No. Now we're simpatico. Simpatico? Yeah. While you were gone, I told him you can't help who you love. We've all chased after the wrong people at some point in our lives, and there was no reason that this should ruin him. He shouldn't be hurt for who he loved. I told him I would fix this for him. If you say so, you're the boss. And don't you forget it, she snapped jokingly, pointing her right hand at me. I don't know who put him on to me. He never would really say. I picked up a few really nice cars and turned them into private finders. This was probably just too big for them to handle, so they just passed it to me directly. Poor old guy. He got played. He probably is really hurt. Too bad for him, but worse for Mystic. Fuck Mystic. What a little asshole. This whole fucking hip-hop pants falling off your ass, flashy, arrogant lifestyle. I don't get it. I don't even want to get it. I never even heard this talentless little jack-off, but he looks dumb as fuck. I stared out the window as we sped up the freeway, thinking Joy's working windfall. So Mystic and Davenwood were gay? I guess, she shrugged. Sure made this outfit one hell of a way, she said, glancing down at herself. I mean, Davenwood was. Mystic's always pictured with the lady, so I was surprised, but I mean, look at this contract I just got. Yeah, he's either gay or he is one hell of a player. Wait till you see the list of cars. Either way, too bad for Mystic. And good for us, I added. The outfit was hot, too. Wasn't wasted on me. Joy reached over and we bumped fists. That was a good segue into my situation, or so I thought. She was making a hasty exit off of the freeway. I held my breath as she squeezed in between a semi and a smaller car and moved one more lane over to exit. What's happening? I questioned. She passed a look to me with a surprised smile and shook her head a little, gritting her teeth. We left the freeway with squealing tires as our jeep made a sharp left turn at the end of the ramp. She was quiet, though, breathing hard and looked happy, excited at least. I had no idea what was going on. Then she pulled into a mostly deserted parking lot skirting the Chattahoochee River and quite literally skidded into a parking space, pulling the emergency brake even before we came to a stop. Joy then turned to me with the biggest smile, wide-eyed, and jumped out of the jeep and began jumping up and down screaming, Yes! 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 I got out and ran around to her. She was pacing and jumping up and down. Eight cars, Nick. Well, seven and a bike. A quarter billion dollars, Nick. A quarter fucking million dollars. She grabbed both my hands and excitedly shook them. A quarter freaking million dollars. I'm done, Nick. That's it for me. That's it. She let go of my hands and started jumping again. Oh my God, I think I'm going to pass out, she said, stopping and leaning over the hood of her Jeep. Nick, I can't tell you everything that's going through my head. It's all happening so fast, but just know if you stick with me through this, I'll take care of you. She looked at me and then took my arm and squeezed. 
I really need you too. You're going to stick around, aren't you? For a second, she looked genuinely concerned. Of course. This has been the most excitement I've ever had since, well, ever. Yes, of course. I'll do whatever I can to help you out. I told you. I'm all yours. She hugged me. She was hot to the touch. Smelling her ambrosial perfume, I wanted to squeeze her tight, maybe return the kisses from earlier in the day. She leaned back and I reluctantly let her go, but kept hold of her hand. Let's walk over there and sit next to the water where it's shady. There's an overlook down there a little ways. It's pretty. Besides, there's some things I want to talk to you about. She smiled, but looked surprised. We walked a few hundred yards down the wide, crushed gravel trail to the wooden observation deck overlooking the river. Her excitement was still palpable. She hadn't stopped smiling since we left the freeway. It was a nice change, and really did wonders to soften her pretty looks. Nick, I know you know how much this means, but damn, this stuff just doesn't happen. I can't believe it, she exclaimed. I felt cheeky. What the hell? So without warning, I pinched her ass. She slapped my arm immediately, and a look of surprise replaced the look of elation. I backed up, both hands raised, and climbed onto the wooden railing. What was that for? I pinched you to make sure you weren't dreaming. You moron, she said once more, stepping forward to slap me. This time, I grabbed her arm and jerked her forward, causing her to lose her balance, but I caught her between my legs and squeezed her tight. We laughed, and she didn't struggle. Instead, she turned to face me and buried her head in my stomach, wrapping her arms tightly around me. I've got a ton of research to do tonight. My head is just swimming, Nick. I'm almost dizzy. She let out a deep breath and became still. I took the chance and brushed her hair, moving it away from her face, just relaxing gentle strokes. Well, if you need something else to think about, I have something important to ask you, I said cautiously. She shook her head a little side to side, but kept her head pressed firmly against me. The answer is no. We can't get married until all of this is behind us. No way I could handle that right now. I pushed her back a little, and she had a huge blushing smile she was trying her best to cover. Thanks for the heads up. I'm glad I didn't bring the ring. So, how would you feel about me parking my trailer behind your building for a little while? It's fine with me, Nick. Neighbors bitching? No. Sold the house, closing on Thursday, as in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Joy looked over at me, horrified. How can you get all of your stuff out that fast? It's all out. Place is clean. Everything I own is in the trailer and the cruiser. The look of horror subsided to one of just plain confusion. I had no idea. I know, we never really got to talk about all that. All my life stuff. It's a mess, but it's getting worked out. And so is yours. I'd say we're kicking ass. But where are you going to stay? She asked. I was getting to that. I was also going to see if you would mind if I plugged in back there. You know, power and water. There's outlets out there. A couple of water taps. I'll pay your utilities for a month. Sound like a deal? Well... Sure, she said, looking up at me again with concern. You don't have to pay anything, though. Are you really going to sleep out there? Hell yeah, it's comfy too, and beat your couch. Thanks for letting me do that. I've been trying to ask you, but something always comes up. Nick, are you really planning on leaving? There was a sudden concern in her voice, like she was hearing all this for the first time. Well, in fact, she was hearing it for the first time. I think I always had it in mind to tell her, but never got the chance. Life with joy moved fast, damn fast. It made my head swim to think about it sometimes. When she looked at me like that, I couldn't help but wonder if she had distant plans for us spooling up in her mind. Well, Joy, that was the idea all along. I could have sworn I told you all this the other day at dinner. 
Maybe not. If not, it's because I didn't have time. My life here was done until I met you. I mean, I got lucky meeting you. I saw you one morning a couple of months ago in this awful green jeep, and I looked at you, or looked for you, every single day after that. She blinked, blushing a little again, and glanced over at me with an absolute Mona Lisa expression. Hard to read she was, but I could tell she was letting it all sink in. You watched for me? Well, yeah, yeah, I did. She tilted her head a little and glanced up at me again, then squeezed her head back in place, keeping me in her embrace. It was probably easier to tell her everything without having to look into her eyes. I might never get it out. I mean, what do you want me to say, Joy? I thought you were pretty hot. Pretty hot. You were. You are. I didn't think I'd ever get to meet you or anything like that. I just got lucky there. Anyway, all this shit with my house and with me, all of it, it all started before I ever knew your name. Before you put my life in danger six ways from Sunday. So you know, I met you the day I quit my shitty job. And here we are. And here we are, she sighed, her arms rubbing up and down my back as I held her. It had seemed like months ago since I pitched that chair through the window. It had only been a couple of days. It was the plan coming together so nicely that was throwing me. I had worked so hard for so long, and here it was. Funny thing, too. It had all taken a back seat to solving the enigma known as joy. And damn, life had picked up speed. Joy, I could sit here with you all evening. But the mosquitoes are getting bad, and I'm about to turn cannibal here in a few minutes. I slid off the rail, I put my arm around her, and started walking back to the jeep. It's on me tonight, too, seriously. You were awesome today, Nick. We'll eat and get home, and I can go to work. And like I said, you can park your trailer and hook up no problem, and you don't have to pay any utilities. It's not going to set me back that much. We got back to the jeep, and I held her door while she got in. She was right. We had five days, and I had no idea what she had up her sleeve. But suddenly, with the coming closing on the house in the morning and the looming deadline of Joy's deal, I was getting stressed out. If the past few days had been exciting, I had a feeling they were just a warm-up. I wasn't too far off, either.